Welcome to Your Totally Awesome, the podcast devoted to catching up with some of the amazing people around us and finding out what they've been up to lately. My name is Aaron, and today we're fortunate enough to be joined by an artist who's been featured on seven Kids Bop CDs um, and is currently producing the upcoming Brown University in Production Workshop show, uh, Spring Awakening, Sammy Horniff. Sammy, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And so I guess we'll, we'll bypass the obvious question about Kids Bop, and maybe we could talk a little bit more about your, your acting career and uh, kind of what's been going on with the Spring Awakening show. I don't know if you can just tell us a little bit about it. Sure. Um, well, I'm a theater concentrator here at Brown. Uh, so in all of our classes, we learn constantly, you have to be a creator, you have to be an artist, you can't just be a performer. In the theater concentration, we take classes in theater history, uh, in play reading, play writing, technical theater, and of course acting. But from from that point on, I realized, hey, maybe there's something more here than just being an actor. So my cousin, actually, Jessie Austrian, a graduate of Brown, um, and she was on. She's been on Broadway multiple times in the past few years. Uh, she's actually the reason I decided to come to Brown. I saw her in a show, Candide, when I was ten, and decided that Brown was the place for me. And I was here um, at Brown. I was here at Brown. So we we here at, at the your totally awesome podcast like to sell Brown apparently very well. So <laughs> Sammy's another great salesman for Brown if the admissions office ever wants to come in. There you go. Anyways, I'm sorry. Um, oh, so Jesse uh, created a theater company with a group of Trinity Rep graduates. So there were a lot of them were in undergrad together at Brown, and then they went on to do Trinity Rep. Okay, and is that a show? Is that a company in New York? It's no Trinity Rep is the uh, grad school oh, okay, at Brown. It. So it's Brown Trinity Rep. That's the theater arts grad school. Okay. So they're getting their um, their MFA in theater. So they created this company called Fiasco Theater, and I saw one of their shows. They recently did a production of Cymbeline, Shakespeare's play, that is often not produced because it's really difficult. Uh, they decided that they wanted to take on this play in the style of a theater company. So what they basically do is that Jesse's now husband, who's in the company as well, is in the show and directs. Uh, a guy who's in the show is also music directing. Jesse does the publicity, right. and all of them kind of direct each other, third eye each other, make this piece of art together. And that really inspired me. Why don't I take what we've learned at Brown in our classes and translate that into something that's bigger than just scene work in a class? So I, my Spring Awakening is my favorite show of all time. I saw it eight times on Broadway. I'm the biggest theater nerd ever. <laughs> you don't get sick um, of musicals? Never get sick never. of musicals. Never get sick of musicals. Because <laughs> there's something in a musical for everyone. Whether right. you like the serious stuff or the funny stuff, you like music, you like comedy, there's always something there. Dance. Um, so I decided that, you know, why not try Spring Awakening, this show that is so ensemble-based. It's a cast of 13. Um, there are... Uh, 11 young roles played. They're supposed to be 13, 14 years old. And then two adults who actually play all the parents and all the teachers. So they're switching roles constantly, which has just been a crazy challenge. But all of us really work together and have created this amazing piece. Uh, basically, the rehearsal process started with a lot of character work. We did a lot of text okay. work. And when did you guys work, get started? When, when uh, the first week of classes, so okay. the day before classes started. So that was early, late January. Mm-hmm, late January. Okay. So, so it's been, yeah, it's been two months of of bliss. It's, and you're still not <laughs> sick of Spring Awakening? Oh, not even at all. Actually, just before I got here, I played one of the songs and was dancing oh, around to it in my room. There's um, a piano in one of these rooms. We could uh, you know, <laughs> get going or whatnot. Um, so it sounds like, so who do you play in particular? I play Vendla. Okay. Uh, Vendla is the character who falls in love with Melchior, who's the the 
romantic lead in the show. Okay. Um, and Melchior is kind of the rebel of the bunch. He's the one that... The show, the show, the main part of the show, I guess I should say, is uh, the sexual awakening of teenagers in 1890s Germany. Okay. Uh, so it's actually pretty dark stuff, considering the fact that at that time there was no sex education, parents were beating their children, um, there was uh, in- incredible amounts of, of strictness in the educational system. Um, so these kids basically are taking everything from their parents and teachers who refuse to tell them the truth who constantly put them down, who put intense pressure on them. And this show, the music is kind of their release. So you have this crazy juxtaposition between the scenes, which are set in 1890s Germany um, in this really strict world, and then the song world, which is this rock concert, basically, uh, written by Duncan Sheik, who is an alum of Brown, class of 92. Uh, And he, (laughs) he wrote all the... It's this crazy folk music score, so every time the characters sing... It's this new world. It's their internal world coming out. They get to voice their frustrations, okay. um, often in terms that are not such nice ones. Okay. Uh, and and so that's really what the plot is, is this angst, this frustration. And, of course, there is a lot of tragedy in that as well. Sure. Um, but my character is the one who uh, gets semi-seduced, but also falls in love with Melchior, who's the rebellious one who knows all about sex and, okay. and teaches everyone about sex and writes an Girls essay that gets everyone always love the bad boys. Always. Always love the bad boys. Again, it's not, it doesn't play well for me. <laughs> um, but, okay, so more about, more about you, though. I mean, how did you get involved in... I mean, it sounds like this was an extremely entrepreneurial thing to, to go and create your own show. And, I well, mean, it, wasn't, it wasn't just me, and that's, that's the amazing part about it, is that I have incredible partners... Um, people I've worked with before, Emily Cassie, who directed Spelling Bee, has been kind of my, my backbone on okay. this. Um, she's, she's another student. She's another student at Brown, undergrad, she's a sophomore. She's just an incredible producer, um, really knows her stuff, knows what's going on. So, uh, we kind of started asking people to be in this project, and everyone is involved now, and it's, it's our show. Yeah. It's not, it's not one person's show, it's, it's this crazy thing that we've created that lives and breathes and sings sure. and talks and moves and it's so it's so thrilling to watch something that was just an idea that has turned into a huge production you can see it in your eyes and just the way you explain it this is like your baby right it, it's it's, well, it's so, my life so the it joy you life. take out of i guess being the production minister the producer of the show you still want to be an actor though right of course okay um my my goal in life really is to be an actress in the musical theater um, so Broadway obviously is like, you know, yep. that, it's up there, uh, but I'm from New York, so that's easy. I'll just move back home and start auditioning, but it's really nice to know that whatever I put my mind to, I can accomplish. Yeah, exactly. That's what the show is really, this show in particular. That's, really that's what it's taught me. Yeah. Um, and you know, you never know, maybe one day if the acting thing doesn't work out, I'll end up on the producing side. Uh, it's nice to know that I can. And yeah. also the best thing about it is I don't think you have to pick one or another. And that's what this show has really proved, and I hope right. proves to everyone who comes to see it, right. that we as students, as individuals, can do multiple things. We don't have to be pigeonholed into, into one place, into right. one major, into, into anything. We can do whatever we want to do. Brown gives you the opportunities exactly. for that. Exactly. Really, Brown is just, again, Brown, Brown Admissions Office. If you need a, a tape to sell the school a little bit, we're, we're <laughs> on it. Um, but, okay, so... Kind of talk me through how you came to decide to be an actor and everything, how you decide to, to go and pursue it later on. I, I mean, you, you're from New York originally, so you're walking by those Broadway shows all the time, I'm assuming. Right, so that was pretty easy. 
so my mother's actually in the business. Okay. She's a casting director for film and television, which not theater, thank God, because if she was, it might be a little strange. Yeah. Um, but she kind of knew her way around. So she knew actors. She decided to take me to Broadway shows. I actually decided to be an actress when I was four years old. I went to go see Beauty and the Beast on Broadway. <laughs> I wore a bell oh, dress. Of course. It was really the beast that, uh, that you wanted to, it was, to be, right? It okay, was, yeah. I, I wore my beast costume. Because when I was a little boy, I kind of wanted to be one of the beasties, too. <laughs> trust me on that one. Okay, got it. Got um, it. So then I decided, you know, by the time the curtain went down, this is what I want to do with my life. And then uh, went on to do productions in summer camp. I went to theater camp for 10 years. Okay. Uh, high school, middle school, community theater, and now college. So it's right. really been this trajectory that I decided what I was doing when I was four, and it's just gone up from there. So um, what, what in particular, though? What about that, besides the good-looking beast that's in the, the musical, what in particular about... I guess not only that show, but being an actor in particular, um, really draws to you. Um, I I think it's an incredible opportunity that we have to allow people to get outside themselves and outside their worlds, and to draw people in, and to have people feel emotions, to to break from your everyday life, watch, go out and watch a play, go out and watch a movie. Why do we do it? Why do we still? Why do people still go watch? watch theater, why do people still watch movies, it's this amazing sense of escape. And the fact that we as actors can channel these characters, these people that might be so different from us, that might have lived a hundred years ago or might live a hundred years in the future, the ability to create their stories and to honor them in the way by playing them on stage or on screen is really what attracts me to being an actor. And allowing then everyone, the audience, to come into that to see through this world, to imagine themselves in these positions, sure. that's that's really what I love about it the most. I love going to see a show or listening to a piece of music and then playing it over and over, thinking about the, the guy I'm crushing on or the, the hard test that I have, something like yeah. that, you know. Yeah. Songs in particular, which is why I love musicals, yeah. really cut through people's souls no, in a way true. that nothing else does. We are so driven in, in our biology to react to music. And being able to be a musical theater actor and bringing people to tears every night, feeling that, feeling that yourself and just creating these stories, yeah. being able to be someone different every month, cool. every time you do something else, it's the most amazing feeling in the world. Oh my gosh. Again, so I had Adam on, uh, Adam Weinberg, who's a, who's, in, who's a comic, I guess, and I told him, you're living the dream. And, and again, I want to say, I feel like I chose the wrong career path the way you're describing this. Because it just sounds, well, it might be just because you're so passionate about this. And it's just something that you've obviously thought out so much. And you've been to so many shows. And you've done so many shows. And the fact that you haven't gotten sick of it is pretty amazing. Yeah, it is strange, actually. I don't know why that is. I guess because I've played different roles every time. That's a, so that's part of being an actress, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the big part. You get to do different things. Is there a, a specific actress or actor that kind of idolize more than anyone else? Um, well, my favorite Broadway actor is Carrie Butler. Okay. And people might not actually know who she is. She was uh, the original Penny Pingleton in Hairspray. Okay. Um, she was the revival Audrey in Little Shop of Horrors. Okay. She was Belle in Beauty and the Beast. There you go. She's just kind <laughs> Talking of... Talking my language. Right. She's done all of those roles that are roles that I feel like I could play, would play. Sure. But she's also an actor who always works. And that's what I am to be. Not a huge star. She, people don't really know her outside of the Broadway community. Mm-hmm. You know, like an Adina Menzel or Kristen Chenoweth sure. or even Leah Michelle, who's now transferred to Glee. She's the kind of person that is always, always has a job because right. she's solid, she's consistent, she does good work, she's committed, 
and she's probably in her 40s now and still plays like 16 years old so oh she gosh. looks really good too there you go that's great. another invitation but she just and she was just in um catch me if you can okay. a musical that was on broadway she just keeps getting parts that's because so people cool. trust her and people love her and people think she's great and i think on the other side it's the fact that she's so passionate about this to still be doing that mm-hmm. every every week or every month or however long the, yeah. the show's eight shows work. a week that's, that's a lot it's a lot of shows are you sure you're ready for it you sure you want to get i mean i hope so i'll be i'll be ready if they give me the opportunity i will do anything they ask me that's to. <laughs> i mean that seriously if you if you put your mind to it, it shows that you really have been able to do some crazy things around I mean, yeah is spring awakening your favorite has it been your favorite production here thus far of course. And I think that's just because I'm so involved on so many levels. Right, right, right. Um, you know, today I just went to the uh, the clothing drive in J-Wall and picked, out some, picked out some picked out some clothing, picked out some penny loafers and knee pants for the boys. It's just <laughs> so funny to think that there's so many layers of a production, but you can really take on all of them if you want to. Yeah. Um, you can do as much or as little as you want. Not and everyone wants to do as much as, as you. Not everyone is as passionate what I'm finding in, in that's, this regard. That's yeah. maybe true. That's maybe true. I'm a little bit crazy. Um, in a good way. In yeah, I'm also a workaholic. You so, you, you know, I, I am thinking about Spring Awakening constantly now. I heard um, that's healthy, by the way. The whole workaholic thing. I've, yeah, I've been told. You so know. It's a <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten better. I have gotten better. Brown has chilled me out a lot <laughs> since high school. That's a good thing. Um, but it's just, it's been amazing, too, because everyone is taking on so much responsibility yeah. that watching... Everyone gets so excited about it, and people coming up to me and saying, oh my gosh, Spring Awakening, you're doing that, I can't wait to see it. People that aren't in the theater community, people that have never seen a show before, people that, you know, just listen to the music all the time, you had no idea they even knew what a theater was. Yep. It's just, it's so cool to think that, like, we're causing this stir at you the really university. You really I'll tell you this, even at home, um, I had some friends see, my, see the podcast and see that you were coming up, and they asked me what you did, and I told them you were putting on the Spring Awakening, they're like, oh my gosh, my favorite show. Like, everyone is just so into this and so excited for you. I People love it. Yeah. And I think it's because it really speaks to us as 21st century young adults, even though it's set in the past. Yeah. These problems, these struggles, things like suicide, incest, homosexuality, sexual awakening, adolescence, puberty, things like that, they don't go away. Yeah. You know, no matter how old you are, what time period you live in, like, those are still things you remember, Absolutely. issues you deal with, um, and things that affect us, and yeah. plus the music is Yeah, really I was awesome. going to say, it, it helps that great. the music is incredible. <laughs> um, and so, okay, so you're going to, and then you're going to leave Brown next year, unfortunately, it's a sad, sad reality, but you're going to go off and you're going to go be an actor. I hope so. I hope so. You know, I just... I hope that I'm given the opportunity because I know that if given the opportunity, I will do whatever I can to be the best that I can be. Um, And I think that's really what it's about is getting that first opportunity and then going from there. You know, one job leads to the next, which leads to the next. So it's just getting getting into that first that first start that breaking in is going to be the hardest. But I have a great family that supports me, fantastic friends, right? And there's a huge brown community in New York. Which I'm so excited about. Yeah. Um, everyone, you know, is really, really supportive of one another. I have a lot of friends that are going to be there That's on great. very different career paths, yep. which is also great. But there are some that are pursuing the theater thing as well, right? Yeah, definitely. A lot of the theater concentrators at Brown are probably going to move to New York. So. Um, but it's cool to know people that are going into iBanking and <laughs> doing Teach for America. Yep. You know, yep. they'll have different schedules and we'll all share our crazy stories. That's exactly true. So, well, first of all, if you're a casting director, I don't know what to call them, if Sammy Horniff... <laughs> Pretty awesome. So let's let's get on that. Um, okay, and the, and the last question: If dream role, dream role. This one. This playing Ben Lund's wow. Spring Awakening is my dream role. Wow! So you've reached the top. Where do you go from here? God, I hope let's, up. Let's I go. Hope only up. <laughs> There's gonna be another show. So 
Anyways, thanks for joining us again today. Thank you so much for having me. A lot of fun.